In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk with Dylan Kelly about increasing sales and getting more repeat purchases using email marketing. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 60. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow the e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Pulaski, and today I'm here with Dylan Kelly. Dylan is the founder of Wavebreak, where he helps Shopify Plus store owners maximize their email marketing revenue. He's also the host of the Wavebreak podcast, where he talks about tactics and strategies behind some of the largest e-commerce brands. So I asked Dylan on the show today to talk about email marketing and how you can maximize revenue and get more repeat purchases. So hey, Dylan, how you doing today? Doing great, man. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here and pumped to talk about email. Yeah, absolutely. So to get started, what do you guys do at Wavebreak? Yeah, so like you said in the intro, my name is Dylan Kelly. I'm the founder of Wavebreak, uh, host of the Wavebreak podcast. And at Wavebreak, what we do is we help e-commerce stores maximize profit with done-for-you email marketing. And so what we do is we completely take over your email marketing and turn it into a top revenue and profit driver for your brand. And the, the thing is, I actually didn't always do email. That's kind of my secret. Um, I actually used to do conversion rate optimization for Facebook ads, uh, like building landing pages and things were going really well with that business um, until like a, one summer a few years ago now. And we were working with this really awesome client and, and something really bad happened. Uh, what happened was all of their Facebook ads traffic just like dried up overnight. Um, and the reason why that happened was because bigger brands entered the space and they just drove up the cost of ads. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was bad. So my client, this client, um, that I'm talking about went from spending six figures on ads every single month and reaping these massive profits, just killing it, growing really fast. And then it all just disappeared. And from a traffic standpoint, it was really sad to see, like, it looked like they had just started their business. And I started hearing stories like this over and over again. And that's kind of how I got into email because I knew there had to be a better way because marketing channels were drying up overnight. Facebook ads were getting more expensive. They still are. Um, Instagram is always updating. Like, who knows what's going on there? Like, they're always changing things. Uh, not to mention, like, Google search updates. And I just knew that there had to be a better way to consistently get sales and be in more control. And that's when I discovered email, uh, which is the most, by far the most powerful and profitable way to grow your established e-commerce store. In e-commerce, you can't argue with the data. You can't argue with the facts. Um, and it has the highest ROI compared to every other marketing channel in existence. Um, and if you're not doing email right now, you're leaving so much money on the table. And lucky, lucky enough for you guys, we're talking exactly how you can add another six to seven figures in revenue with email to your business right here today on the show. Yeah, it's one of those things out of all the marketing channels, I know it takes a while to actually build up that list and it takes a while to get going, but it's one of those things. It's the few marketing channels that you control. You own the list as you know, the business owner where you it's, it's your list. No one can take that from you once you have that. And you can always just take those names and move them from, you know, like a MailChimp to an Aweber, but they're yours. So you can move them versus like you were saying something like Facebook, AdWords, even SEO, it can just change overnight. So you get really good at one of those channels and just someone can pull the rug out from under you. I've always worried people who just, you know, depend on like this, like one channel and they're, you know, have employees and bills they have to pay and things. And like you said, it could just dry up overnight. And if you're depending upon that, it's kind of scary, right? So I've heard Absolutely. the stories. 
Yeah, I mean, imagine, I like to uh, tell my clients and, and people I'm talking to, like friends and marketers, it's like, imagine if Facebook just disappeared overnight, like how would that impact your business? And so many of these companies are doing 90, 95, 99% of their sales from Facebook, um, which is great, like Facebook's killing it. But um, it's just, like you said, it's it's tough being at the mercy of that platform. Yeah, and one of the things I think a lot of people do is they can start in some of those platforms, but they use that to build their list. And they're constantly looking, and I'm sure we can talk about this, but like in the in the back of everything, the end goal is build the list, build the list. And just, there's a lot of people who kind of say this too, but you could be using Facebook, you could be using AdWords SEO, but you're still trying to just grow the list. You're still trying to just make sure you have names, information, and just direct contact info so you can get back in touch with these folks. Absolutely, and the thing is too, like with email, it's not like you have to go add a channel to unlock this missing revenue. Like this is revenue that's already in your business. People are already coming and buying from you. So it's not a terrible thing that you have a store doing 90% of your revenue from Facebook ads. Like that's okay. It's just, there's so much revenue you're leaving on the table because you're not doing email. The revenue is already there. The contacts are there. The traffic is there. All you have to do is add email and you add another solid six to seven figures in revenue to your store. Um, it's really, that's, I mean, it's not easy, but it's simple. Okay, so let's say I'm a retailer, been in business for a while, have some sales, you know, I have email addresses in my shopping cart, like I have them there, I, I can't export them, I can get to the data, I just don't do anything, right? You, maybe you haven't emailed them, you don't have like a Aweber, MailChimp, and Drip, you don't have anything like that, they're just sitting in maybe a Shopify, a BigCommerce, or whatever it is, you can pull them out, what's the first thing you would do, right? Because you also want to be careful, you just don't want to blast out a bunch of emails because you might have not talked to these folks in three years. They might have bought from you years ago and just emailing them. They're going to say, you know, hey, who is this again? So like what's step one of actually going from having those in your shopping cart to actually communicating with these folks? Yeah, that's a really good question, because like you said, you want to like first things first, you don't want to just rush into things and you don't just want to take these people who might not have heard about you for years and just like slam in their face like, hey, buy this other thing from us. And that's like, what? Everybody marks your email as spam. And well, now that email list you just thought was a great asset is actually your biggest enemy because now all your emails are going to spam. And that's the one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to really, it's easy to look at emails as like, ooh, easy lever to unlock, easy lever to pull to unlock more revenue. But the reality is, like you said, when you get into it and you take these old contacts and you try to like, hey, let's go email all these old people. Like, you actually, there's a lot more at risk than you think. Um, so you don't just want to look at the upside of a situation like this. You also want to look at the downside. So like, for example, starting like, how old are these people? Because uh, some of them might be like five years old. And if you think about your product in your industry, maybe the industry is like, I mean, we were talking before we started recording, like time flies, right? So you might have built up a large database of these people. Um, before you know it. So you just got to be, you got to be really careful and you got to take the necessary precautions. Um, I would not, to be honest, if you're running like a substantial store with uh, significant revenue, um, I'm talking here like over a million dollars a year and you have this list and you haven't done any email and it's just sitting there, I would seriously like say, be very, very careful about just going and like emailing them anything and just kind of like going out of the blue. Um, talk to somebody, whether it's you talk to your, you know, email service provider support, like, get their advice uh, because what you want to make sure you're doing is like you said, not just hitting these people out of the blue because it is, 
it is super dangerous. Like talk to someone like me or talk to uh, the email service provider and get an actual plan for doing that. And so what does that plan look like? Well, it involves some, and I don't want to get too into technical things, um, but like basically it comes down to making sure um, there's, there's no spam traps in the list. Spam traps are really dangerous because you email these. It's like they're, they're um, like purposefully out there to spot spammers. So you email these, you're automatically blacklisted. Um, and that's not just from like, you know, one person's inbox, that's like across the board and that's going to impact your deliverability big time. And if you're, you're sending emails and they're not landing in people's inbox, that's a big problem. So you want to make sure that you're easing into it. You're not just spamming these people out of nowhere. You want to make sure you're not emailing people like, yes, it's great that you have somebody who opted in like 10 years ago, but if you didn't email them, you have to be really careful and really ease into it and make sure you're still emailing a solid group of engaged people to keep the engagement up as we go. And like that's really step one is to just like, like no matter what, whether you've been emailing here and there, maybe you're running things um, yourself or you're just like, like you said, coming in out of nowhere. Like you just want to start doing email consistently and I get it, it's a pain in the butt. It's a lot of work. Um, it's, it's hard work. It's a never ending workload because before you know it, Black Friday's over and now you got to do your Christmas campaigns and it takes a lot of time to come up with the strategy and the segmentation, um, segmenting your email list, setting up automation, setting those email campaigns, testing everything and creating content. If you, if you try to do all those things yourself, um, you, you're just going to end up draining your time and energy. And if you're selling over seven figures, like, uh, you were kind of hinting at, like for an established store, like reach out to somebody and, and really hire a team around that. Because at that point it's worth it because yes, your Facebook ads might be your main channel, but like email is still a top channel. And there's just, like I said, there's so much revenue there that people are missing out on and I can keep going into it, but I can just kind of like take a break there. If you have any more follow-up questions there. I mean, it makes me think, right? So let's just say you have someone five years ago, they bought from you, you haven't talked to them since, haven't emailed them once. Do you have any specific like tactics on how to actually get back to that person? Like what should you be emailing that person on that first email to say like, hey, remember me? So you're not just saying like, you know, oh, we have a sale, you know, Black Friday, come on in. You're actually kind of warming it back up and you're saying, oh, by the way, you know, we, we actually know each other. We talked five years ago um, and not just like, like you said, coming in and, sale by now, like what, do you have any specific ideas that you would send to that to re, you know, rewarm the list? Absolutely. Yeah. So the first things first I would do is you just want to make sure you're sending emails that people are engaging with, because that is what, um, that is what Google and Gmail and Yahoo and these platforms are looking for. They're looking for, it's just like, uh, like your ads and your SEO, like this show the ads that people click on. Um, and it's the same with email. So just like you said, like you said it perfectly, you don't want to just send, come out of nowhere and start blasting the sales. So ease them into it. Send value. Like so too often we get wrapped up in the email side of things and think like, oh, we have to, every email we send has to make money. We have to maximize revenue. But you actually end up making less money when you do that because what email is really about is creating relationships and creating a relationship with your customers. Um, and when you do that and when you're not going for the sale right away and you're easing into it, and it's kind of like floating in like and it really depends on your brand and your space and what you're doing on a marketing side. Like if you have some new content, you can drop the new content and like, hey, we have this new content that you might be interested, blah, blah, blah. You know, we saw you um, I saw you purchase this X thing uh, back in the day. Like you can even like be straight up with them like, hey, we didn't <laughs> we haven't emailed you. Like it all depends on your brain. Like if you're a super honest brain, you can say, hey, listen, like we for real haven't emailed you in years. 
Uh, but we found this, like we recently just redid X with the product you bought recently. Like if you can segment it and tailor the message, you're going to get a much better response. Um, which is kind of like goes back to what I was saying. Like, don't just try to email everybody out of the blue, like start segmenting things, break the list down by how long ago that person was like, were they a customer? Were they not a customer? If they weren't a customer at that point, I probably wouldn't even bother with it. Um, just because it's so old, then they're probably just like not even interested. Uh, if, if you're going to catch them, you probably catch them in your advertising elsewhere. But that's kind of the, the way I would look at it. Yeah. I've always liked that. Uh, I think Gary V thing where, um, jab, jab, right hook. We have oh, yeah. to give value, give value, and then ask for something. And exactly. You know, you have to basically give more than you ask for, right? You can't just, you know, email one, Hey, by now it's black Friday. It's the holidays. You have to give something. So you have to say, here's our top X list for, you know, just for dads for, you know, father's day, that sort of thing. So you have to kind of start easing people back in and just give some things without just, like you said, rushing right towards that sale. Mm -hmm. Another idea too, um, is like, you don't have to go like, let's say you're a brand that doesn't have a lot of content to do. You could do something where it's more like people love talking, giving their opinion. You could even just email everybody. And the first email is like, Hey, like blah, blah, blah. So you bought this blah, blah, blah. I, like, are, just curious. Like, are you still using it? Like it could be even super simple, like not even a marketing email, but you send it from your marketing platform. Then you get a bunch of people replying and interacting with your email and to Gmail and Yahoo and, uh, you know, Apple mail. Like they're like, Ooh, this must be, this must be something good. Right. Um, and then you get better placement in the inbox. And then from there you can go and really start to build out a real email program, which is where you're really going to make the money, um, which is like start actually nurturing people. So it doesn't get to that point. So like build a complete system that targets every part of the customer lifecycle. So um, like abandoned cart emails to recover carts and address objections, browse abandonment emails to turn window shoppers into paying customers, uh, sequences to convert people who aren't customers into customers on autopilot, post-purchase emails that build trust and cross-sell and upsell different related products. And it's a, it's a lot of work to get these set up, but it pays to have them done right. You can even set up automations to like do what we were talking about, which is like clean and reactivate a list on autopilot. In Clavio, there's something called a sunset flow, which automatically will go through. If somebody's not interacting with emails, it'll send them like one, like a final email or two that says like, listen, if you're not enjoying our content, blah, 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 we're going to remove you. And then you remove them. You keep that list healthy because it's just like, like you don't want to like, you want to not be dependent on these other platforms. So you want to make sure your list is in good health. Uh, but ultimately it comes down to the fundamentals. Yeah, that, that thing you said about the reply, that's one that's actually pretty important. I've heard that um, used before where, you know, if you're constantly just sending, 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 you end up in the promotions tab in Gmail. You know, like like Best Buy, you know, the newsletter, it's just no one's replying to the Best Buy newsletter and saying like, cool, <laughs> you know, no one's doing that. So just sending an email that actually might warrant a reply starts putting you actually in the inbox, right? So you don't just fall in that promotions tab that, you know, if someone scrolls through quickly once a week, you actually go into the inbox where people will actually read. And if you can get people to interact, that's the surefire way to get there, right? Um, and I think that that's an, that's an important tip. And then second to what you were just saying, um, so you gave a list pretty quick, but let's just say, so let's say after you warmed up pe people, you're actually putting folks on there, you're, you know, adding new, new, uh, addresses to your email list to whatever kind of marketing software you're using. What is some of the, I guess, low hanging fruit on those different sequences? Are we talking, are you trying to send drip sequences? Are you trying to send, um, abandoned cart? Like where would you start in email marketing? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, and yeah, just to, to add quickly, like, I like what you said about the, like, uh, the promotions tab also like just a quick, like a little ad there, uh, before we, we move on to the sequences, like, don't worry too much. Like it's great if you can move into the like two great places of the inbox and the updates tab. Like if you can get into those, um, you can see totally different results, but also don't stress if you, um, you end up in the promotions tab. It's totally fine. You're still going to generate revenue. It's going to be okay because people, when they run out of Instagram, <laughs> it's better when they than run the out of tab. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's way better than the spam tab. And people actually, like if you look in customer behavior studies and you even watch people in real life, you'll see people click on the promotions tab and they scroll through and that's how some people do their shopping. And it still converts and it still makes money really well. So don't freak out too much about that. And also, like you said about the Best Buy email, oh man, if you think email, like, do not copy enterprise email companies like, for example, like Best Buy, Amazon, like it's very enterprisey and it's not the best strategy. Like they're just kind of, it's so funny because even the big brands aren't doing email right. And that's kind of a good sign for you to come up and, and stand out from Amazon and stand out from these bigger retailers that you're going up against if you're a direct consumer um, and that sort of thing. You don't, people try to copy the big companies because they think, oh, that's the right way to do it. But someone like a Best Buy, they can't ask for it. They literally cannot because they would just be inundated with replies and they'll never get back to anyone. So there's no point, right? They just can't do that. So you as a small brand can actually do these like little nimble things and people don't realize like don't copy them. They're not doing that because it's right. They're doing that because they have to. And you can actually, you have other options as a small retailer. Absolutely. And the thing with like a company like Best Buy is like they have so much money that they can spend a billion dollars on ads and like barely even blink, um, which is like, of course, you're going to make money off a billion dollar ad spend. Like <laughs> you make some money and you can do things like they can afford to do things wrong. But when you're a smaller store, like you can't really afford to do things wrong because every little sale adds to your own personal income as a store owner. Um, and it's really simple to set these up. And so I'm going to walk you through a few easy, low hanging fruit to set up like this is what, like, literally, I'm going to go through exactly what I'm setting up for one of my clients right now. Um, so the first three, these are like three of the top performing flows. Um, so the first one is abandoned cart emails. So you hear, you hear these time and time again. And so many people, I think, are looking for the next, you know, like, big, amazing thing. Like, oh, what about Messenger? What about email? What about text? Blah, blah, blah. Well, it's like, either way, even if you're running the other ones, also run email because there's still so much revenue. If you think about your advertising, you're everywhere. You're on Facebook, you're on Tabula, you're on uh, AdRoll, you're on Google Ads. You're everywhere, right? Wouldn't you want to be the same on the back end too? So no matter what, set up an abandoned cart email. That's going to be one of your top performing flows. Number two, a welcome series. So set up, and I know people hate pop-ups, but here's the thing. They convert like crazy on your traffic when you do it right. Um, when you do it right, you're going to get a ton more email subscribers from your existing traffic, and you're going to be able to convert those people using what's called a welcome series, convert them from uh, just people who are on your email list who normally they would have just left, but instead they opt into your email list from your existing traffic, and from there, you can convert them into a customer. And then the third one is just a solid set of post-purchase emails. You don't have to go and build one out for every single product, but I would just start with a simple catch-all post-purchase email sequence um, that builds trust and cross-sells and upsells different related products. Just by capturing the back end of the funnel there and completing the customer lifecycle, you're going to be able to increase your uh, the lifetime value of a customer. And from there, what you're going to be able to do is spend more on ads and your entire business is going to grow. And I've seen this firsthand across all of my clients. And it's really fun to see. And without that, and, and it's just one one sequence, right? The post-purchase sequence, like that's that's the big idea. So the abandoned cart, the welcome series, and the post-purchase emails is, is a great place to start. 
Yeah, I like the idea of starting with the sequences too, because I think a lot of people when they hear email marketing, in you know the first thing you think of is oh, I'm gonna have to send this like monthly newsletter. I'm gonna have to like think of something every month or every week or whatever it is, and like be clever and you know have some like things to talk about. And most retailers don't really have it every, something to talk about every month. There's just not you know, every month. There's just not something new happening. But having that sequence, it kind of allows you. You know, you don't realize that it might not be new to you. But when you sign someone up on that welcome sequence, it's the first time they're seeing it and it's everyone's first time. So you can use that same thing. You get that same sequence for every person that comes through that welcome sequence, every post purchase. And it, it's OK because it's the first time that person seeing it. And you get to basically it's this like um, evergreen type of thing where you don't have to keep being creative and coming up with it and doing something every month. You do it once, use it. And then if you want, you can test it and try to refine it. But you don't have to come up with something new every time. Right. Emails this time consuming pain in the butt. But the secret that people don't tell you is that you can automate literally half of it. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's easy. It's a lot of work to get these set up, but it pays to have them done right because they run 24 seven and they convert like crazy because they're based on customer behavior. You're sending the right message at the right time. It's not just like, Hey, here's this random thing. Like your ad might be interrupting them on Facebook. It's actually like, Hey, I noticed you bought this water bottle. How would you like this other water bottle or, or, or whatever you cross sell? Like, oh, I saw you bought this podcast microphone. How would you like the best podcast headphones to go with it? That sort of thing. Well, any sort of, would you just be giving like a generic, like, hey, we sell water bottles, buy some more water bottles? Or is there some sort of software you typically use that kind of sees, hey, you bought X, you're going to want to use Y, like actually figures out the cross sell. Yeah. So ultimately you're going to want to use your data. Um, and a lot of store owners, like it's like the 80, 20 rule. Like one of your products is driving most of the sales. Um, like there's a few of your key products that are driving the majority, if not all of your sales. And what I do with clients is we'll start with just a generic post-purchase follow-up. Like basically like, Hey, let's say you bought some jewelry. Hey, get some more jewelry, right? Like here's some more of our stuff and you just kind of show it. Um, but for the top sellers, let's say you maybe have a necklace that's just killing it compared to everything else. People get the necklace and then it's like, hey, we saw you like this necklace. Look, we have a matching bracelet. You can be a lot more specific there. Hmm, okay. So because you know they have one, they start using that, you recommend this other thing. Right. And, and you have to kind of like build that out. Um, so I'd like to start with the best sellers there. So you don't, you, you don't necessarily have to do that for every single product, but you'd also break it down by category. So if people buy the necklaces, you recommend like, Hey, here's some bracelets and you just think about the natural path and go through the data. Um, there's a bunch of different tools you can use for that. Loyalty line has a free one, uh, which kind of goes through the, um, like, uh, even like the dates of customer lifecycle, uh, which is really helpful. Like knowing the dates in between purchases. And so I know you specialize in Shopify. Is there some tools for Shopify or is this a Shopify native thing or is this like a app that a lot of people are using? Oh yeah. So, so loyalty line, I believe it's called uh, e-commerce insights. So it's an app for Shopify and then inside Clavia, what they're actually doing is building a lot more. Like I, when it comes to email software, like you can't go wrong with Clavio. That's the number one I recommend, like not MailChimp, not rejoiner none of these other platforms not not um none of the like enterprise great things but like right now clavio is just killing it and their integration with shopify is just like it, it can't be beat and what they're actually doing is they're adding new features to where now you can segment based on predicted behavior as well as things like um customer lifetime value and things like that so you can pull people in um based on how much they're spending 
and that sort of thing, which is really cool. And they, they keep adding to the platform, which is, is just really interesting to see how this is going to play out. And the more specific things you're going to be able to get with email, which is like, well, you got to get in now because you want to build the base. So then when those things come, you can add on top of it. And you're not scrambling to build all the stuff when Black Friday comes and it's going to be here before we know it, even though it seems like it's only the beginning of the year. So Clavio, and not actually a sponsor, we just happen to be talking about it, but right. so they're taking data from Shopify in this case, and actually, like, are they understanding, hey, here's the user, here's their name, but also here's like a purchase, here's an item, here's a SKU, here's a category. Do they, do they hold that level of data so you can segment your list based on, hey, let's see, everyone at the bottom, a men's shirt, and then another segment, another list of women's shirts and you know can you go out that way is that pushed all the way down to the um oh yeah to clave it really okay yeah you can even see who viewed products um and they're making it even better like i said they keep adding on to it so they're doing different things with like uh how much people are spending and like all these different like now they're doing like predictive analytics and it's just like they have a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline that i'm not even sure if i'm allowed to be talking about uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's we'll, a solid we'll keep platform. A secret, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't publish this anywhere <laughs> or anything. So, so then with that data, then would you have other sequences based off that, you know, Hey, you looked at, you know, men's watches. Let's talk. Like at what point do you start doing stuff like that of knowing they bought a men's watch, they bought a men's shirt, you know, what should, let's hit them up after a week and talk more about that. Like when do you start doing that level? Like, what does the timeline look like or like of the actual emails or? Yeah. What, what is the timeline? First, as a retailer, you know, so you mentioned oh. three types first, you know, right. Then at some point, do you say now let's start going down even getting even more niche and saying, let's look at segmenting. Not We're not just talking like a welcome email, like, hey, welcome. We're talking, hey, you bought this. Here's some more options. And like, when would you start doing that? And then, like you said, what is the frequency and kind of like, how would you actually even space those out? And how many should you be sending? Absolutely. So first things first, like what I said was just like the bare minimum. Like that's what you need no matter what. Like uh, no matter the size of your store, like you need abandoned card emails, you need a welcome series, and you need a, um, a post-purchase series to convert those people. Um, but what we do actually at Wavebreak from day one when we work with clients is we build things out. We go hard in the beginning. We just go and we basically build out a complete email automation system that targets every part of the customer life cycle uh, because you don't want to get to the point where you're treading water. So you want to invest as much upfront as you can. Um, but yeah, like going past those, it's like specific post-purchase emails uh, based on categories and based on like where people are. So the first one is like, Reality is most people, if they don't buy in 90 days, they're never going to come back. So really the first 30 days is huge and you don't want to get, you don't want to start too soon. So as far as post-purchase emails go, what we'll do is we'll kind of like break that down into two sections. So we have like the whole retention part of it, which is like, let's get them to make their next purchase, which is usually like zero to around 60 days or so. Um, And that's when we're going to be, we'll probably wait about See, we're going to follow up as soon as the person buys and keep adding value. So if they need some instructions on how to use the product, like you can combat a ton of customer support inquiries and you can just increase customer success and things by just giving some, adding some value right away and just getting them excited about their order and like following up and getting them engaged with you on different platforms, whether it's social or maybe you run a Facebook group or maybe you have a YouTube channel, getting people engaged there. That's kind of like the first week. Um, and then after that, they that's get a good one product. right there. Actually, when they, when they get the product, even just send them some information on, here's how to use this thing. Like you just bought this, it's coming in the mail. Here is like, here's a little YouTube video of 
you know, someone using it, how to set it up, that sort of thing. And just so it actually is something, and that's something you're going to want to open. You're going to actually look at it. You're going to click on the video. You're going to watch it because you're obviously at that like excited moment and you want to know more. And if someone just sends you like a little more about the thing you just bought, you're going to engage with that email. Mm -hmm. The open rates are insane. Uh, like right after purchase, like we've been like, here, I'll give you a secret email that we do. It's called a bounce back email. And this is an email. So it's kind of like when you go to the store and you get a receipt and on the receipt, there's like an offer to come back. Like if you come back between these dates, it's like the next two weeks or so, you can get it like a $20 credit or whatever it is. So we do something similar and online since the sales cycle is a lot faster, we do things a lot quicker. So what we've been doing with clients that's just been killing it is what we do is it's like after somebody make, makes a purchase, we email them right away with an upsell or a cross sell. And this is something that's pretty easy to set up and it's just going to kill it for you and going to produce a lot more repeat customers. So for example, let's say you are selling a, um, let's say you're selling, um, let's say, let's just say you're selling a water bottle just cause I look at my water bottle. Uh, <laughs> you're selling a water bottle and somebody buys a water bottle. It's like, great. Thanks for your purchase. Hit them up right as soon as they buy, because here's the thing. They're checking their email. They're getting their notifications because they have all these questions. So your first email, instead of giving them an update on their order, it's like, hey, you want to buy more stuff? And then you give them an offer they can't refuse. So it's like, hey, do you want to add another water bottle to your order for 50% off? And it doesn't have to be that insane, but it has to be an offer to think like, make this person thinking like, crap, this is a no brainer. But the point is so many people are going to open this email because you sent it so close to their purchase that they don't want to miss anything that it's going to convert. And then from there, you keep following up and you just take all the objections and the worry out of their head. People are wondering like, when am I going to get this? What if it doesn't fit? What if I have a problem? Blah, 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 blah. So just put that in all your emails leading up to it. And then before they get it, as they get it, uh, give them instructions. I was talking with my friend Nick DeSabato the other day uh, from a company called Draft. He just did some amazing research on um, email marketing. He went through and he dove through like dozens of, I forget how many it was, like 20 or 30, I think, e-commerce brands. He analyzed their email marketing. And for one of the products specifically, it was like his own, uh, actually, it was a product that he ordered himself. He got this bag. It was like a travel bag. And he was literally about to return it and just throw it away. And then he got an email from the company saying, hey, here's a video on how to use your backpack. And he's like, oh. Like he was literally about to just say, screw it with this company. And now he has a backpack he likes just because if you need that education, email is one of the best ways to communicate with it because people don't want to dig through your health docs to find it. I know I kind of said a lot, so no, <laughs> no, no, to, and that, to jump in. And that's that's a great idea because there's a lot of companies where I bought a, um, what is this? I have a, a sensor here that tells me my air quality in this office. Um, and you buy it and like you said, you're super excited at that moment and you're like, all right, I want this now. And then you look, you like, okay, it's going to be like a week, fine. And then you keep checking your email and you hope you're going to get the tracking number. But if at that point they were to send me, hey, here's how you actually use that. Here's some tips. Here's whatever. You know that like at that moment, that was very top of the mind, top of my mind. And I wanted to know more. And I, w I was literally just like Googling around on like indoor air quality articles. So if they could just send me more of that stuff at that moment, I'm looking for it anyway. Clearly, I'm interested. I just bought this thing. So that's one of those moments where I'm going to open those emails. I'm going to engage. And then it starts to associate this brand with not like a, a spammy, you know, thing that's just trying to sell me more. It is so I start to associate it with someone who's trying to like help me, trying to educate me in this space and not just a, you know, try to take more money out of my pocket type of thing. Right. And when they do try to take the money out of your pocket, you're a lot more likely to give it to them because there's a relationship there. I it's just bought a they've invested one. in you. Like you, you, you got <laughs> it. I bought with yeah, my house too. So yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. It's like you can't, if you look at your customers, you can't look at them. Like, let's look at your email marketing and your customers as an ATM. If you just try to withdraw, 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 it's going to run out of money. You have to make deposits into it. You have to deposit in your list. You have to give them value um, here and there. And one great way to do this that kind of ties us in is like in your abandoned cart emails. So these are emails that you send to people when they start to check out and they don't buy. And those emails and your browse abandonment emails, browse abandonment, how it works is you can set up a script on your website that tracks when people on your email list view a product. And then it triggers these, it can trigger email sequences, both of these things. So your banning carts and your browse abandonments. And from there, what you can do is if you think about this and these questions people have, is you can start to add the value and answer their objections before they even have them. So it's like, hey, we saw you were looking at this product. Like maybe, for example, let's say you're selling a suit. So a suit is something like tons of objections there. Like number one, like what if it doesn't fit? Well, you can go and address those objections in your emails. Maybe it's you send an email like, hey, we saw you're looking at this shoot, not or the suit, not sure on the size, check out our size calculator, click here, um, that sort of thing. Answer the FAQs, add more value. If you need to educate people, um, one of my clients is sells a pretty complex product that is something that takes a lot of education before they use. And beforehand, they were not doing a lot of content to educate people. Uh, but what we did with their welcome series was we built it out and they had all these educational videos just sitting, sitting in their like help desk. We took them and, and like spread across the internet and we took them and we put them into that welcome series. So when people will subscribe to the email list, not only are we adding value there, but it's like, here's how to use the product. You can do it too. We're taking these objections off the table and making it as easy as possible for people to convert and taking the work, work off their plate and holding their hand. And that's the biggest thing about email is you're taking the guesswork out of the equation, out of converting people from non-customer to customer, converting people into their next purchase, and you're holding their hand step by step and you're making these happen on autopilot. Any good tips? Because as you're talking about this, we're talking about a lot of sequences, a lot of different things, right? Right. And I've I've probably been the person sending them. I've received them. Um, that thing that happens, and everyone knows this when you go to a site where you get that little IM pop-up, IM, but then you also get like four of them. Uh, like, hey, welcome to our site. And you get another one. Welcome to our pricing page. Welcome to our, like, you know they're like automated. You just get them all at the same time. You're like, why did I just get four of these? I've seen that before with email too, where you get like that first day, you get the abandoned card email, but then you bought something, so you get a different email, but then you also get a, here's how you use our product. Like you get this, all these emails and they kind of just like come together and it just doesn't, it's like not a good experience. Do you have any tips on how to, or is it a technical way on how to like prevent that? Cause I've seen that happen. I've been on both sides of, <laughs> I've been the person that's made that happen, but I've also received that as well. Totally. Yeah. So number one is just when you're setting it up, like test it um, and, and make sure like every platform, especially Clavio, like I was talking about, like there's a way to make sure this doesn't happen. Um, they have the triggers. When you go to set up the trigger to make this happen, you can set it up. Um, and another thing that you can do is to make sure this doesn't happen is go and order from your own store. Um, you know, spend the 20 bucks, get those Xamex points and, um, <laughs> see how see what the experience is like, subscribe to your own email list and see what it's like. It's really important to audit it from an outside perspective and really see, cause then you can see like where the cracks are because sometimes you miss them, even if you have everything set up perfectly. And, and the thing is like, what we're talking about, like, this is a, like email is, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I'm serious. Like go, like it only takes 10 minutes to do that, but it's email is a lot of work, but here's the reason why it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work because it's worth it. It's you're, you're investing the time in email because it's going to become the number two, number three revenue driver in your store. And right now nothing is competing with it. 
Um, like he's like paid advertising and then email and email is the only thing that has stayed the same over the last two decades. Like advertising platforms have come and gone and email has stayed consistent and it's still generating revenue. Um, so you just, as hard as it is, you got to take the time and invest in it because it is the cornerstone of any successful e-commerce business. Because with that, you can just achieve so much more scale because like I was saying earlier, um, you, you increase the, the lifetime value of a customer on the back end. Now you can spend more ad, on ads on a front on the front end to acquire a customer. And for a lot of brands, that's why they're stuck. That's why they're not growing because they don't have anything on the back end to keep growing and nurturing the relationships. So what happens is they get stale and they keep having to find new customers and new customers and new customers. And the audience is only so big. And then you run out of people. And so you can only make so much revenue per year. But by adding things on the back and doing different things differently, you can start to really scale and grow past where you're stuck now. So any good tips when you start to, because, you know, obviously someone, someone purchased on the site, you get their email address. It's kind of a, a given, right? So, you know, you're going to get that. You'll get their name. You'll get what product. Any good tips on actually how to get a visitor's email address? Someone who's not purchased, someone who's just browsing. Um, you know, I've seen that little, hey, he has a coupon for 30% off. That's what it'll pop up. Anything like that that's you've seen working recently on how to actually just get emails from people who haven't purchased um, and maybe it's their first time on the site? Absolutely. So um, just like you were saying, like the most effective way to acquire emails right now is like from visitors and not from customers is using pro- uh, using pop-ups. So a product like Just You Know. And the way you got to do it is, I know like some people heard that and they cringe. They're like, ah, pop-ups, darn pop-ups. Like it's one of the most hated things in the world. But that's just because so many people do them so badly. Like you get so turned off by them. So you want to do it right. Like we've been saying, like we want to make sure that we're adding value with these pop-ups. And we're not just, just like the emails, we want to make sure we're not spamming people all over the place. It's like, here's four pop-ups in your face. It's like, no, if they don't interact with it, they don't want it, it's fine. Like, you're not going to lose anything from it. So you just want to make sure you're adding value. And for some brands, adding value is giving away a coupon like you talked about. Uh, for some brands, it's giving away some sort of um, educational resource like uh, Tortuga Backpacks. Um for example, what they do is they give away like a packing checklist, which is perfect because they're a travel luggage company. Um, things like that. If people have objections, um, you can somehow you can even use it to uh, like create content to like combat their objections and get them to purchase at the same time. Like it's a win-win, and you get your email. So as scary as it is to you know add a pop-up to your store, it's extremely effective. And when you do it right, people aren't annoyed they're actually happy to give you their email uh, and that's why they give it to you. And it can convert a lot more people. And what also people don't see with these pop-ups is um, like inside Justuna, you can see how people convert. And what happens is people get these coupons and then they convert into a purchase without even going through email. They just go straight through um, Justuno. And that's kind of like their value prop at Justuno. It's like, whoa, we're conversion rate optimization because what they found was starting out initially as this email list builder, they found that when people go through this pop-up, they end up converting. So the more people you can actually send through your pop-up, the higher your conversion rates actually, because they convert a lot higher than the typical e-commerce site. Have you ever done anything with, um, cause I know Facebook can do this now as well. You can actually do that exact same offer. So same thing you just said, Hey, you want a 30% off coupon? Hey, you want to learn more? But after they left the site, and I know this is so now we're uh, we're blending worlds here, but use retargeting on a platform like Facebook to say, hey, by the way, we still have this thirty percent offer. Don't forget, put in the email address. We'll send you a coupon. Have you ever played around with that at all? Because I've seen that's a new form of um, a new ad option in Facebook. 
yeah, so it's 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 tricky. Um, but like what you're talking about is like really like next level stuff. And like that is really like if you can get that li- like synced up, like you can sync up your like when you have your Facebook ads synced with email, and that's something we do with our like we work with our clients to do is make sure everything's synced up end to end. So like for example, like you're talking about like pre-purchase, everything's synced up. Like we're hitting people with that welcome offer. And to be honest, I'm not even sure if that's the best approach. Um, just because it really depends on your brand and like what's working and converting for your nine customers to begin with. Like you should already have that Facebook funnel set up. Um, but as far as like syncing Facebook and email, like, no, like you're exactly right. Um, like doing that is just, it's like email on crack because people get an email, they see, Oh, get 30% off my next purchase. And then they go to Facebook and they see the exact same offer before they know it. It's just ingrained in their brain and they, they don't even, <laughs> they don't even realize. Well, and I feel like by that point I've, you know, it went from three days ago, I don't know this brand to now. And then I went to the site, I looked at some article on the, you know, the 12 best, whatever. And now they've been following, they've been following me around Facebook for the past three days. And now I think we're friends and we know each other very well. And sure, you can have an email address. Like <laughs> we've built up trust just because you've been stalking me on Facebook. Um, and I feel like it does, it does this weird thing, even, even be on the other side. And I know that's what they're doing, but I start to think I actually like, you know, I've never even purchased from this brand. But because I've seen the ad so many times, you start to get a little more familiar and say, okay, maybe I'll give you give you my email address for the, you know, the check the packing checklist or for the twenty percent off, whatever it is. Right. And yeah. I don't think I would go and try to give away the um I don't know if I would try too hard to give away the discount. Like and the real answer to all of this is like test it. Like it's gonna be different for everybody. And the only way you're gonna get the real answer for you and your company and your demographic is to test it. Um but like like sending something like I think ultimately like see it's really tricky yeah so I'll just say test it I mean you got to think about like what are the objections and what can you do to get people to do to take that leap sometimes it's giving me a discount sometimes the checklist is really effective ideally you don't want to give away a discount um but as a last resort it is something that you can do And, and integrating both platforms is just like like I said like that's 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 superpowers right there yeah I think what you do it depends on your brand right if you're you know, a supplement company, you might give away a discount. Like you buy, you know, you see those all the time. They're 50% off. And like, oh, <laughs> everything in the store is 50% off? Sure. Right. But buy like one, if, get one 50% off. Buy one, yeah, get one 50% off everything in the store. And like, but it's always yeah. like that too. But you go, you go to, you know, Hermes and they're not giving 50% off, right? Exactly. So they're doing, they're doing something different. They're still giving you something, but it's just not like this. They're not discounting it. And mm-hmm. like you said, some of these technical products, they're still doing the same thing, but they more need to give, you're going there for education. Um, maybe you just bought a, a new podcast mic, a setup sort of thing, a new camera. The discount's not as critical. It's more, how do I use this camera? What are the settings? Like, how do I do this now? And that's more of the thing you'd want to kind of latch onto for that brand. But if it's, like you said, a supplement company, a t-shirt company, that sort of thing, you might actually do a buy one, get one free offer. And that might work for their brand. So like right. you said, you have to test it and you have to know your brand, know your audience, right? Mm-hmm. Testing is the biggest thing. Like, and, and that's what it comes down to in all marketing and especially email. Like, um, like after we get that automation set up for clients, like I talked about, like the next thing we do is just get started on email campaigns. And those are kind of like the one-off things, like emails that aren't automated, like Black Friday, new product launches and things like that. And we dial everything. 
we dial everything in and we do that by testing. So we figure out like how many times per month should we be sending? Like what offers convert the best? What subject lines drive the highest open rates? Like what type? Like indirect versus direct? What happens when we throw in an emoji? Like weird things like that. What's the best time to send an email? Segmentation, like who are we targeting? And we just figure out the best, pra- we start with the best practices and then we test everything and figure out the best strategy. Uh, because like you said, it's gonna be different for every brand. Like for a luxury brand, um, you know, your email list incentive might be get a first look on all our new, uh, you know, n- new launches, whatever, uh, which is like for people, it's like, oh, I want to see what they're launching next season because that's huge in, in luxury fashion. Um, but for a company who's selling lawnmowers, that's totally different. Yep. Yeah. That's a great example, right? You don't, you don't care about the 2019 lawnmower, um, brand, but luxury. Right. Totally- or oh, a new line of lawnmowers. Line like, of lawnmowers. I mean, somebody buy, does. Buy one, but get one free. Um, that's not the problem. Yeah. The problem isn't you need a new lawn, like a new 2019 lawnmower. Like yeah. chances are you need a new one because your old one's broken or it sucks or something. Yep. Like there are some enthusiasts, but for the most part, like, yeah. Got it. All right. That's super helpful. Um, any kind of last tips you'd kind of give to people or, you know, where people can uh, learn more? Yeah. So I guess the last thing I would wrap up with is just like, there's a lot that's possible with email and it's easy to get overwhelmed with everything I said, but like long story short, like with email, you can make a lot more money, um, without spending more on ads. You're going to get more repeat orders, which is Like I said, I've been saying this whole time, it boosts the lifetime value of a customer. Um, and not to mention all the profit, like email is pure profit. You already have a list. You already have the customers. You're just making money from the traffic that you already paid for. Um, And so if you think about it, like how would your life personally change if your company had an extra six to seven figures in revenue? Um, Because then then you could pay yourself more. Um, And this is profitable revenue because like I said, you already paid for the traffic, you already paid for the customers. And from there, you could end up giving yourself a raise or hiring a new team team member and removing yourself from that work that you don't enjoy and paying off your debt, maybe take a vacation, something. And a lot of times we're looking for the new latest and greatest like little Shopify app that we can install and and hack our way to success. And it's gonna unlock them. Oh, this is the magic Shopify app that's gonna take my store to $10 million. Um, but really like a successful store comes back to the basics and all the top stores, all the top stores on Shopify know this. Uh, you look at a brand like Fashion Nova, who's the fastest growing store, like they're doing everything and they're doing the basics. Um, and one of the basics that it comes back to and it comes down to is email and email pays for itself. Like you really don't have to worry about how much Clavio costs or how, like if you're working with a decent agency, like I can't speak for every agency, but if you work with a company like me, like you don't have to worry how much your agency charges because email is just so profitable that it pays for itself super fast. Awesome. That's super helpful. People want to find more about Wavebreak, break more about the podcast. What can they do that? Yeah. So actually for listeners of the show, what I'll do is I'm actually going to give away three free audits. So if you, whether you have any email set up at all, or you already have a program running, you just want some feedback on it. You want to take things to the next level. Um, just all you got to do is uh, I'm not going to send you to some crazy lead gen form. Just shoot me an email. Um, so I'm going to give away three of them. Uh, it's, so it's Dylan at wavebreak.co D Y L A N, uh, W A V E B R E A K.co. Um, and I'll do three for free. So I'll dive into your email marketing and put together an exact strategy that you can use to turn email into a top revenue driver in 2019. Uh, but like I said, I only have time to do three. So just make sure you email me, Dylan at wavebreak.co uh, ASAP. Um, and if you want to learn more about what we do, you can head over to wavebreak.co. And if you want to listen to another podcast uh, <laughs> about e-commerce, you need to fill another day in your week with a show during your workout or something, you can head over to wavebreakpodcast.com over there. Awesome. Definitely hope some people take you up on that offer. It sounds like a uh, 
super helpful thing. So hopefully some, uh, some, hopefully lots of folks do that. So thank you for coming on. And I think it was, uh, very helpful. It's great chatting with you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's great to talk about email. I love talking about email. Oh, 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 o